I want to read this, one of, the, one of your handouts about the rapture and the second coming. And this is sessions on the rapture. It's, it's, uh, it one says, it's just like a comparison. What's, what's different about the rapture? What's different about the second coming? In the rapture, you have a translation of believers into immortal beings, you know, immortal bodies, resurrection from the dead. This, but in the second coming, there's no translation of believers. It's already occurred. The, in the rapture, the saints go to heaven, the bride. In the second coming, the saints return to earth. In the rapture, the earth is not judged. But in the second coming, the earth is judged. In the rapture, the imminent, not known when, but Jesus comes as a thief in the night. Not to us, because we're watching. We're ready to respond. We're waiting for the bridegroom to return. We're up, up at the door by the time he gets to the door. Uh, but in the end of the second coming, it's not imminent. It's a seven-year cycle. Uh, at, in the rapture, number five, it affects believers only. Only the believers go. In the, in the second coming, it affects all the people of the earth. He's a, and all the people are gathered together, and they're at the, you know, in the Valley of Jehoshaphat, the Valley of Decision, so forth and so on. Uh, in the rapture, it's before the day of wrath, and in the rap second coming, it concludes the day of wrath. It's the completion of the wrath. In the rapture, there's no reference to Satan, and in the, uh, in the, in the rapture, excuse me, in, first it said before the day, in the, Wow, those numbers don't work right. And now Satan is bound. Okay, so there's no reference to Satan in the second coming. Satan is bound. Uh, in the rapture, he comes in the air. In the second coming, he comes to the earth. In the rapture, he comes for his bride. In the second coming, he comes with his bride. In the rapture, only the saints see him so fast. In the second coming, every eye shall see him. In the rapture, the tribulation begins after the covenant is confirmed with Israel. And in the, in, the, in the second coming, the millennial begins after the 45 days. I'll let one of you guys talk about that later. I want to just start where you guys, where we're feeling things. And that's really, really sweet and powerful. The church is in growing and maturing and hearing. Cammy, when you thought about that game and that uh, uh, information that people are being led by, that's, I also saw the Holy Spirit doing that. Can you, can you feel the interest that we're starting to be generated again about the Lord's return and about the rapture of the church? You know, it's because he's activating it. It's like we have within us the activation if we will be listeners and pursuers. We all of a sudden go, you know what, this is getting close. When Kathy was talking today and about our children, how many could feel the Lord just saying, it's very important right now to just go into stronger prayer and come into agreement. I really like the, the question because what about my family that I love and I can't, they're in Catholicism and I don't know that they're saved or not. And then Kathy was talking about intercession and I kept hearing the Lord say, it's time to believe. It's time to believe. And that's where the evangelists start kicking in. But, but it was like her salvation, was like my salvation, like the multitudes of salvations that will be the reawakening, the returning. Why we are a people that 
there'll be a returning while there's an apostasy. An apostasy is being evident by those who are God-haters and who are sons of darkness and sons of disobedience. And they're, they're, they're are fully invested right now to dismantle Christianity and its rule over any influence of the society. And they're working very hard, and, and, and there's a lot of resistance against that. That happens in the spirit, too. We stand up and say, wait, this doesn't have to be now. See, the beautiful thing about God is we could get all the way, and then God says, nope, let's stop. We'll go another 20 years of, of prosperity and health and wealth. Uh, you, can't tell, you can't tell him that he has to follow our timetable. Or, but what we do become aware of is seasons, times and seasons. And he says, you don't need anyone to tell you about times and seasons because you know it's coming in one sense like a thief. But it's another time it's not going to overtake us as a thief. So there's an awareness that's, there's something really happening that's, that's beyond what I think I can stop or am to stop, but I am to find my place in God so that I can walk in his security and in his blessing and in his proclamation. And then there's other things where we can say, wait, the Lord, Lord, Lord says to stand and declare and decree that this is not going to be. And it's, it's going to be, that's the maturing of this church, I think. I think we're all learning to agree with Jesus, agree with his word. And the thing I like about what we're doing today is we're looking at the prophets who were before Jesus, to whom the whole church was built on the revelation of the prophets, beginning with the, the first advent of Jesus. Now we go back to these same prophets who speak of his second return, you start to go, okay, then there are, at some point, things will be as they will be described, and there won't be any stopping it. But at other times, there's going to be like, like, like the 70s. The 70s was like an imminent sense of return, very much like today is. And yet, there all of a sudden began to become a returning to the Lord and a, and a calling out upon his name and a desire for to live right, and, and the hippies became the yuppies, you know? It changed, and God gave us an extension of time. It's like the land of Nineveh got an extension of time. So you, we, you don't know how close we go till the Lord can pull back and say, not yet, and we don't know how close we go, and we can begin to become the scoffers that say, well, where is the sign of his time? He always, he, everything stays the same. So I'm, I really believe what God wants to release right now is this sense of, of urgency for salvation of people. Because, beloved, we, we've tried to change the earth through law. We've tried to use governments to change the earth. But you cannot change the earth with a government because we are a government of representation. Our government looks just like us. Not like believers, but the culture. It represents the culture. It's not in odds with the culture. So the only salvation that will really affect the culture is when hearts change. Yeah. Yeah. And hearts change when real salvation hits somebody. And like you, like me. Why are we here today? We, we had, Kathy, that was so prophetic. That was so prophetic. You told us your day of the Lord. And you said yes when the, the Lord said Come, and I gave my life for you. And you just started proceeding. You, 
you went to a Catholic church, which then people thinking, oh, no, that's going to lead you to this, do this this many times and that that many times. Yet God had already prepared a priest to say, just go down and talk to Jesus. Because there, Jesus is all of a sudden everywhere. And he's about to be everywhere. That's why I really believe he's going to appear in us before he appears for us. And, and that, that disengaging from the world is going to start taking over much of us. You know, where we start going, you know, I don't want to pursue all the things that I felt were important for my identity and for my place on the planet. I really want to just be, be found by one. And that is a really powerful statement you said. Thank you for the ten virgins. Because even though they, they go back and get the oil, they're late, Jesus doesn't acknowledge their effort. He says, I don't know you. I don't know you. And he's told us that there will be people who will prophesy in his name, do miracles in his name, but they live the lawless life. And he said, I never knew you. There will be others that said, I went to your Bible school. I, went to, to your, I ate meals with you. You sat. You were in our streets. I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know you. So I feel like what's happening is that we're moving from a cultural Christianity, a national Christianity, to a church to a people that are connected to the head. And our loyalty is to him alone. And we don't understand what else might be or what can be. We may see nations are going to tumble, they're going to fall. But we just have this, uh, I'm, you know, when I first got saved in 76, we all used to say, America is a Christian nation. And so our intent was to try to get people who thought they were Christians to be saved. Well, America is not a Christian nation at the present. I mean, everything is being done to push that out of our culture. And yet, all it would take is just a returning, a returning of hearts. But, it, but I believe that, that the urgency for me, what's happened is that I am wanting to say, well, watch, be alert, be ready. And then the more I work, watch and I'm alert, I'm not afraid, I'm actually anticipating and I let you know, and all that grief of losses and sorrows, and how did we get here, or why, why did my life turn out this way? All of a sudden, they all fall away, and you're just going, I want, I want to just, I want the, the one who gave me everything. Yeah. So, in this few minutes, I just want to share. First off, let's just pray. I feel like the Lord wants us to pray right now about our own state of our hearts. Lord, I have enjoyed everything that you have given me. And many times I have become complacent in what I have been given. And yet I also come to places where all of a sudden I feel this sense urgency to be found in you and to be known by you. Lord, I just pray that you would right now grant each of us that knowing and being known. That you would speak to us individually about our own pursuit. It's not about what someone else tells us to do. What are you telling us about our pursuit? How do we come alive in you again? Lord, you have seven churches you spoke to, and five of them were corrections that you needed to bring them into. Are you knocking at my door of my heart, and I'm not hearing you? Do you want more of me? Jesus, we're not here to get a timeline. And we already can see that 
Our timelines will all vary in places. We're here to find you. I believe everybody, just tell the Lord why you're here. To find him. To not dispute. To not, to, to not get smug. and To get comfortable or certain. But to be found by him. I want to be found by you, Jesus. I want you to know me. I want the oil, whatever it takes to get the oil that I need, that my lamp can be lit when you arrive and I'll be able to enter into where you provided for me. I'm returning my, my heart to you. I want to be loyal to you and you alone in all things. I want you to have a higher supremacy in all other citizenships that I hold. I don't want my belly to be my God. And I don't want to trust in my own righteousness. I want to be found in you, not having my own righteousness from the law, but that which is through faith in you. Help me. I think the Lord's just really tugging on our hearts individually about our, our, our pursuit with him. Praise you, Jesus. If the Lord's talking to you about your pursuit, as a posture of, of commit, commitment to that, not knowing all that that means or what he's calling you into in pursuit. But like salvation is a decision that we make a confession over of what we see. So is life in Christ continually making a confession to him of what we see. And the Lord's moving on you about pursuing him or being found in him or being known by him or watching, or oil, or wherever, but you feel like the Lord's saying, this is what I want for you. Come after me in this manner. Listen for that. And when you hear him, I would like you to stand up, and then we'll pray for ourselves together. You don't have to know everything. It just means you have the sense that I'm, I, I've, I'm feeling that. I'm being pulled on that. I'm being pulled into that. I'm going. I, I'm not... Business is not as usual. If you feel the Lord is stirring you and say, come after me, please stand up with me. If you've never met Jesus and you've never asked him into your heart, then please stand up with me. If you've lived for the Lord, but now get, quit living for the Lord and you know that your life is full of 
its own f selfish, fleshly rebellion, stand up with me. It's, we're just, we're going to make that old-fashioned prayer of commitment to recognize Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Can, or can we do that? Can we do that together? Online, do the same with me, okay? Let's just say together, Dear Father, thank you for giving us your Son. I believe that you raised him from the dead. And I confess Jesus as Lord of all. Lord of my household. Lord of my coming. Lord of my going. And Lord of those I walk with. And those I, Lord of those I'm not to walk with. I want to be known by you as I know you. I want to know you as you know me. I want to follow you and not stop ever following you to the fullness of time of what you've commanded and want accomplished. We extend our hands to our families and we believe that if we believe you, that we will see our salvation extended to our family. We call back all who have wandered away, all of the prodigals, all of those you called by your name, who you created for your glory. We're asking for a strong witness by the Holy Spirit, by other believers, to intersect every life and call everyone to faith out of unbelief and into righteousness, out of self-righteousness and into judgment that the devil has been judged. In the name of Jesus, stir our prayer life and impact us as you are impacting us now. Amen. 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 Praise you, Lord. You can be seated. Thank you. I just, just you got to do, you got to release your faith and you have to let your heart be convicted. That's what I find out every day. And I'm just felt it growing on us, growing on us. You see, the, the point is, we're going to be, at the end of this, so excited about one person and one person only, Jesus Christ. We're not going to care if we lose our car or our house because our car and our house will no longer be what carries us or identifies us. Jesus will be the only identification we want to know. He's coming for a hungry, passionate, lovesick bride. And he's going to allow anything that our affections have been turned toward to be dismantled. Because we can't have the love of the world and the love of the Father in us. So he will make opportunity the, for us to pursue him and continue to go after him. And it'll be, it'll be exciting. And it'll be individual. And yet it'll be a body being brought into one. When we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, we will stand before a Jew. And all prejudice of life will be challenged by that if it hasn't been resolved through, through this life. We, we, we will have no one to point to. 
We'll not be able to point to our, our pastor or our spouse or our parents as the cause of reason we didn't do what God told us to do. We'll have to give an account, and it'll all be about my ownership. It'll be huge. It's going to liberate. There will be no inner healing in heaven. He will not, he's not going to be therapy for his bride once we get to that level. It's going to be so powerful. And that's why we're so, the, as we get closer to the day, you're going to feel that. It's shaking everything that's shakeable, and there's an intensity to have a grace to receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken because God's a consuming fire. And we have, so that you can feel that. That helped me so much when I first got married because I, before I even got married, I blamed Cammie for everything. <laughs> and I knew if, you know, if, if she wasn't in my life, I'd be able to do much more for God. And then I had a vision. I was standing before Jesus, and, he, and I couldn't use Cammie's name to explain anything. So then I realized, wow, if I'm going to have a relationship with this, and we're going to get married, then I can't blame her for anything. Now, I still did for lots of years. <laughs> and the rapture is such an important part of life. It's an anticipation. When I, uh, and we're always going to be excited about it. And there's going to be times when someone's going to say, it's, we, got, we got a day. 1988, remember that? Somebody, you know, 88 reasons for the return, for the rapture of the church during Rosh Hashanah, during Feast of Trumpets. And, and our church got excited. I mean, it's like, for me, I, it, you know, if you say the tickets in the morning, I want to have tickets for the morning. If it's in the afternoon, well, I'll, I'll get my tickets for the afternoon. So I'm, you know, kind of, kind of watching the excitement of people. And this was 1988. We had a dear family in our church. They were building a house down in Santa Rosa Valley, beautiful home off on a bluff overlooking the valley. It wasn't completed, and uh, they they wanted, they asked me to come up, and they wanted to dedicate their house before the Rosh Hashanah before the Feast of Trumpets, because huh? that was going to be the rapture. And I thought to myself, well, why do you want to, what's the matter if you dedicate your house if you're gone? But, but it's just the way things, you know, it's just that excitement. We get that way. It so happened during that, that whole uh, season, we were, we were blessed with, by members of our church had, uh, had a timeshare down in uh, the Ventura Marina at Harbortown, and they'd given us this beautiful suite. Uh, that was theirs, and I, we got to stay there. And, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, okay, uh, I'm kind of not like going to put my, you know, Jesus said you're not going to know exact date, you're not going to, but whatever. Uh, so we're having a wonderful time, Cammie and I. And I got up in the middle of the night, and I went to, to use one of the bathrooms. See, multiple bathrooms, this is a really nice suite. And I came back, and Cammie wasn't in the bed. And for a moment, I thought I was left behind. <laughs> now, I always know if God had to choose between one of us, he'd choose her. So it wasn't that hard to believe that she would go, and I was the one to go, oh, I hadn't worked that out. <laughs> I was so relieved when she came back to bed. <laughs> honey, honey, honey. It, it's that value that connects in these moments. Jesus said, I've got uh, four minutes. Let me, in Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, he tells us 
that we're not to get disconnected from the day of the Lord. We're not to be disconnected from his imminent return. We're to be, uh, and what was happening then, so obviously happening now, is that there was more and more uh, conversation like it, there is no resurrection, it really doesn't ever happen, there is no, the second coming's already passed, it doesn't apply to this generation. And so, it says, you know, in chapter 2, verse 1, uh, now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter as from us, though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for the day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Now, in Paul's mind, the mystery that he had been shown was the rapture. That in one moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the whole church would be consummated into one body and receive our glorified body in the air. And that did not require everyone to die to go. So the ones who were still living, we would be caught up. And it's the word rapture comes from a Latin word. It comes from the Greek word to seize. And then there's a handout where you can look up a bunch of these way those words were used and it is a force it's something that god just says you're out of here you're out of here and i'm i want you and we're ready and and i i believe the the sensitivity of the church will be heightened i believe for some of us it will be almost like we just going i i, I was. I, I just feel like I'm supposed to empty myself of everything and keep letting go of everything, and I'm lightening my load because I'm ready to go. And, and, and I think, you know, we'll be kind of practicing a few jumps to see maybe next time I go up, I don't come down. Like today, you know, like Enoch. God's not, re- you know, so there's, so there's that kind of sense of, of wow, this, we're here. And yet there'll be others that go, well, it's never going to happen, and it doesn't happen until mid-trib or post-trib, or maybe we're just going to take over the whole world and make it a new millennial reign because Christians finally get to rule everybody, which I, I have a hard time believing that because of my own, um, I know me. <laughs> I don't want to rule anything except that I, I submit it to Jesus, submit it to Jesus. I want Jesus to rule everything, and that's why the millennial works. He's the boss. And he's got a rod of iron. That's right. And he just threw the, the beast and the false prophet into the lake of fire. Yeah. And he just came out of the sky on a horse and out of his mouth, the two-edged sword, just slayed all the armies. There's going to be the fear of God all over the earth. And he's the boss. Now, we will be given jurisdictions. Yes, thank you. Questions? Five minutes for questions. Anybody got questions? In five minutes. I have five more minutes. No, I don't. Lunch is at 11.50, 7.45. Anybody? No, no, seriously, I, I love questions. Yes. Hell, if you're going to use, if you've got a question worth speaking, then come to the mic, please. That's because that's Helen. I can talk to her like that. She, she talks to me like that about, you know, I think the Lord wants you to do something. <laughs> and, 
And she prays a lot, so I listen whatever she's saying. Um, but go ahead, Helen. No, it's not so much a question, but Pastor Steve, um, it, what you said about us, we'll know, like we're going to have that really fine-tune in our spirit that we'll just probably know that how close the time is that the Lord's taken us home. But that what triggered me, my question was, you know, there are some people that were Christians. They knew the day they were going to, the Lord was taking them home. They knew the time and the day they were going to go home. I have a friend. Yes. She was a Christian. And she was Catholic. Yeah, God <laughs> loves Catholics. You know that? And Catholics can be saved but, and on fire yeah, and filled with the Spirit she, and, so, and having a massive <laughs> renewal. So Yeah, so she... Um, she, she was going to pass on, but she, she talked to me and said that she was staying home. She was a caregiver, and she said, I'm staying home and taking care of uh, her, her grandkids and reading the Word. Hell, I'm really reading the Word now. I'm really praying. I'm really, you know, and she was serving in the Catholic Church to the priest. She had one certain priest that um, she was close to, and he was on vacation that week. She was going to die. She called up and said, I need you here, you know, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home with the Lord yeah. on this Thursday at this hour. Yeah. And the priest said, oh, you know, he was in another state on his vacation. Oh, I'll be there. Don't worry. You know, I don't think he believed it. Don't right. worry. Of course. I'll be there. Well, she, the time came, she had to call a different priest. She yeah. went the, the day she said she, the Lord was taking her home. The hour that he told her to go home, he was taking her home. She went home at that hour. So I believe, like what you were just saying, yeah. I think as, um, as, we, as we mature, like you're saying, I really think we're going to know. I agree. I don't think we're going to be um, surprised. I think we're going to know in our spirit, man. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if the, if the people that are Christians are, um, that are passing on, yeah. if they know the day they're going home, they know the time that God's going to call them home. Where does that leave us, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that's why that's... Did you notice that she didn't even have a question? She just wanted to come up and preach. <laughs> Good job, Helen. Good job. Peter wrote the second epistle and said, I got to write this because I need to make sure you have a remembrance because God told me, Jesus showed me I'm leaving soon. Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he says uh, in verse 6, for I am already being poured out of his a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. So he was, he's aware that he was leaving. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. May that be our day, right? We're, we, this, the, the third thing that I want, I had the Lord remind me, and then we'll pray for lunch. When uh, Larry's wife, Mar Maribel, a freak accident going up the grade, Another car lost its brake pad. It flew across the, the median through the windshield and instantly pretty much killed Maribel, though she was kept alive for a while. But we kind of all knew that this was a process for family to let go. But, I mean, it was just bam. And we walked through that. And it's just like, Wow. And by the time we got to the, the, the memorial, the Lord had made clear this. He said, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And he said, no longer will it be about do you believe in Jesus. 
nor will it be that are you a disciple of Jesus. What will matter now is do you follow Jesus? This is the time to follow. Jesus will require us to follow him. That's how he knows us. You don't get to be known if you sit around and just let somebody else do the work. So this being followed. And that, Larry, that became just a kind of a, a call to all of us that, you know, to live as Christ. He took over everything when he took us. And he's the best thing we'll ever discover in the journey. And yet the process of letting go can be almost daunting at times, especially if we're caught in a crisis and we can't reconcile how did God let that happen or how did I get in this situation or where is that. But praise the Lord, it's lunchtime. Everything's better with tri-tip. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to do uh, the beast kingdoms, the timeline of events, the book of Revelation, the Antichrist. And then we'll have a final question and answer for the last 15 minutes. We will be done at three by the grace of God. So, if, Lord, uh, uh, you'll go through the double doors. I Hopefully there'll be multiple lines. The tri-tip's already ready. I'm going to say a blessing on the food, and we're going to be back here at 1230. We'll worship. We'll begin. Once you hear worship, you've got 10 minutes to get back in here. So hopefully we'll all have plenty of time to have eaten. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you that you've given us this uh, pre-wedding uh, rehearsal. And may you grant us everything you want us to see and receive in this rest of this day. And thank you for the food and thank you for all the hands that worked so hard to make it in Jesus' name. Amen.